2: Howdy, folks. Happy Monday. Uh, We are joined by Jan, by Russ, and Corinne uh, Haynes. Uh, Corinne, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. We're going to do our intro when Act comes in. We do it officially, but I just wanted to start with that. And uh, Act says he's coming any minute with some news, so we'll start on the pre-show right now. Um, And of course, the pre-show is The final two episodes of the last dance the documentary on the chicago bulls and michael jordan um okay i admit i'm a jordan fan i wasn't a bulls fan but i liked jordan as opposed to other star players in other sports um what i learned over this 10-part documentary is that he was a a killer when it came to wanting to win and I don't have a problem with that. Now, you know, I'm sure teammates had a problem with it, Russ. I'm sure that team was, you know, I mean, we, we know they had a clown in Rodman. We know they had some, uh, things going on, on that team that weren't, you know, the greatest in terms of interpersonal relations relationships, but in the end they won six championships. And I mean, I guess ends justify the means when it comes to bulls fans in Jordan. Well, I mean, if if you're a bulls fan, fine, but, uh, I don't think you have
0: to win that way. I think on the court, fine, anything's fair game. I think the way he carried himself off the court shows him not to be great, and that's with him editing it. So I think um, there's a little bit left to be desired there. Rodman, it's clear Phil Jackson had no control over Rodman, and really very little control. I mean, I only watched 20 minutes yesterday. um, But the feel that I get is Phil Jackson had very little control over that club. Jordan ran the club. I mean. Jackson could was powerless against Rodman. And my biggest thing against Rodman was, here's a guy who always said, I speak my mind, I say whatever I want. And then he ran out of there like a five-year-old when the media was waiting for him when he was fine, because he didn't want to deal with the media. Those kinds of things are what makes you think about Dennis Rodman the way a lot of people do think about Dennis Rodman, that he is just about the money. As far as the team, hey, you want to do whatever you want to win, that's fine. Um, I still don't believe the Jordan story. Now it's changed from flu to food poisoning. Yeah. severe food poisoning, you will have it for 24 hours straight. You will not be able to play basketball. It doesn't matter what kind of immortal you think you are. So he had something, he had some sort of bug, but this short story keeps changing too. So it's like, at the end of the day, Michael Jordan got to tell his story and show why he's better than LeBron James, which I agree in. And I think that's the whole reason this documentary got made because I think Jordan got sort of penciled into being a bad owner for Charlotte, and that was his identity for the last decade. Now I think he's done a PR PR campaign here to change that.
2: Well, okay, Jan, um, I heard it explained yesterday that he was getting tired of people saying LeBron was the greatest of all time, and this was his way of turning around. I just saw a poll on ESPN that had... jordan winning every category you could think of passive defensive offensive player better shoes better you know better <laughs> i mean every, everything it was every single aspect it was jordan was better than lebron so if that was his goal that he accomplished it
3: so i'll, I'll cover a couple of these things so i know russ is not a jordan fan you guys know i've been a fan since i AD do run. think it's the the best college, right? so look and you, you can so the couple of things first of all i'll, I'll talk on the poll first So that poll, I know Scott Van Pelt posted, yes, you remember, they just showed the last dance. If the results weren't that way, you'd be scratching your head and trying to figure out what's going on. I will admit look, LeBron's a much better passer defensively. He can play every position on the court, he can match up like Magic Johnson did. I don't feel the need that I have to compare the two of them. I know everybody else does. I'm one of those similar to Kobe. I can appreciate the greatness of both of them and not feel the need to compare. Same way when you look at Bill Russell Mm -hmm. from years ago and Oscar Mm -hmm. Robertson and all these other guys, you can appreciate just the greatness and no need to rank them. Um, In terms of the stuff on Jordan, so remember, I've read Sam Smith's book. I read Playing for Keeps by Halberstam, which goes through a lot of this stuff. So if people have read that, you know a lot of this stuff. I actually have Roland Lazenby's book, which is a 700 page manifesto I'm probably gonna start reading as well. A lot of stuff you kind of knew, granted, look, the flu gate or the upset stomach or the food poisoning. I mean, I've also seen people tweeting now that they thought he was hungover and played a hungover. And that was the other backstory that people are writing about also. That
0: has been um, written before, it has.
3: I mean, The person who wrote Jack McCallum was just on FAN with Dream Team talking about that stuff. Cause he has a book on Dream Team and has stuff coming out as well. And he said he wasn't aware of all of this stuff that came out in terms of the pizza and everything else. So look, Jordan was a lousy owner. He has been a lousy owner from Charlotte. He's made tons of mistakes from Adam Morrison all the way down in terms of how they've done it. He never should have let Campbell Walker go. They made the playoffs, but that doesn't diminish from what he was. He was a killer on the court. Mm-hmm. He was a guy who led by intimidation. You saw last week they all said that in terms of intimidation, but you also saw what Weddington and guys said afterwards is they became a lot better players either because of or in spite of him which you can say the same thing. Kobe learned from him and became the same type of person. LeBron is just not that kind of a leader. But you can also argue LeBron isn't really a leader leader, right? He, I don't think guys have flocked Tim. Dwayne Wade was just as powerful as he was there. You also had, you know, when he's moved out, when he moved to Cleveland, granted, he was the guy, because honestly, the rest of that team, but Kyrie's the guy with the big shots also, and Kyrie was a leader, and you saw that Kyrie didn't want to play with LeBron also. So you, can, you yeah. can take whatever you want. You can take whatever you want out of the series. Look, I am I am a Jordan fan. I appreciated the 10-part the series. They rushed to get a lot of this stuff done. You can argue that why his kids weren't on before the last episode, why they didn't have other discussions with his kids, a lot of other things they could have done. Thank I you. just thought it was actually pretty compelling TV to watch, and the ratings, especially with nothing else on, pretty much evidence just how interesting it was for people. The
0: only, the only thing I'd add, Jan, is Wayne Gretzky didn't have to win this way. That's, and that's the difference
3: to me. Hockey's completely different.
2: Yeah, but Wayne Gretzky had a supporting cast that was unbelievable. But well, everybody
0: has a supporting cast. Yes, sports are different, but there is a way to win and not have to be this way. Well, And, and there have been plenty of guys who have won and not have to be this way. He is the best, right. but there's a lot to be left desired. Well, here,
2: here, here, here's the difference, because they, I, I heard that on, uh, on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast this morning. Wayne Gretzky... Uh, after trade, being traded to LA in his prime, never won a Stanley Cup, and Edmonton won a Stanley Cup after he was traded. So that's that's what I think separates Jordan because the Bulls net the Bulls never won without him. Uh, they didn't win in the middle of his career when he retired. Uh, they they got to I think the semi the Eastern Conference Boston.
3: semifinals. Yep, the yeah, mix.
2: and he was he was basically out of he was basically out of shape. Uh, Corinne, your the the volume is still. The, okay. Mike, is
0: it fair to say the Kings were a bigger job to try and get to win the cup than any of these Bulls teams? I think it is. Well,
1: I, I if think – trying mean, if, um, if you can find like a headset or headphones that might help you.
3: There you go. Look, they did have a decent amount of talent on that team. Not, not the same way, right? But you look, you had Robitaille. Rudy stood on his head that playoffs. I mean, they just yeah. replayed game seven against Toronto. Right. right. I mean, you see – yeah, Granato on that team was a pretty was a pretty. But good he wasn't surrounded
0: with like a, a team of all stars like in Edmonton. But Ed,
3: well, remember, Edmonton won when he left. But remember, Messier morphed into that leader who learned on the right. Gretzky. And Messier, we talked last week, was one of those guys you and I both talked about. He had that withering stare, right? If he didn't mm-hmm. like what he was doing, he led by intimidation also to a certain extent. I'm
0: just saying, Wayne Gretzky, with what he did with the Kings, did a lot with aging Nothing. players some great players but he didn't have a lot of superstars on that team but uh, but on
3: hockey you need a team that where right? you can't one line is not going to win hot, i mean look at right. right Pause for a second guys it's somebody else isn't it
1: so it's not kareem sorry we're green we're sorry no uh,
2: when i when i muted her it was it well That's now okay. it's now it's gone
1: it's gone
3: i know so, okay. so, so the thing is right one line you you need more than clearly one line to win a hockey right you you, you know basketball five on five is a little different right one player yeah. can dominate right but in hockey, you need you need a team. It takes a collection to well, win. You, you can have some lines override others because of the, the talent that existed there. Edmonton okay. didn't win until when Fjord became good and Moog became good and Ranford ended up winning it in 90. And you look at the defense and everything else that was there, that was a – but, again, look at that draft of the five guys he added in one draft. That made up a quarter of your team right there. That was the epitome of a dynasty. F, F, um, F, I want to get
1: into the show, guys. I have some news here. So. All right. okay, go. Let's do it today. Mm-hmm. Um so um let's uh Karine, do you want to go after um we, we introduce ourselves? So um I, why
2: don't we just go into the show? I already going it. to the show, oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's
1: cool. All right. And I'm Eklund and you're watching Hockey Buzzcast on Hockey <laughs> <laughs> I
3: hear what broadcast. you say, but I'm ignoring you.
1: This podcast comes gives you Monday through Friday to play in the hockey buzz or the like coming. I don't know, whatever I'm trying to say. Let's go. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I got news. I have news. I have actual news. And that news is talking to a. I talked to a person today, just like second right as I was late. Was talking to a person from a team, right? Who um who was who had a meeting with that team today, who heard from somebody, <laughs> um, up in um oddly enough in Montreal and then somebody else um, as well that we're going to get the NHL announcement today. Now, whether or not that's happening or not, you know, uh, that, that is what they were, that's what teams are being told. Now, I'm not saying that, it, you know, they it, it could only oh, the NHL could say, well, no, we're going to hold off or whatever, but teams are being told to expect it today and, um, and I'm and going to be the 24 game, the 24 team thing that we've heard about. Um, I have the exact details of it, which I, which are probably out there already, but we should discuss because it's Monday. I talked to somebody about right,
3: it, which, which, which 2014, just out of curiosity, are you yeah, looking at it? Top I have six it. each division. Are you looking at top moving the eight. Rangers over to the Metro? I mean, to yeah, Atlantic? I From what I was told top six, each division. Now I have heard
1: the concept of moving the Rangers, um, because, you know, they're the one team that kind of gets screwed in this. Um, and then, then, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it is. I don't know. I can't say for sure. I can't say for sure. But I mean, that, But I, but you know, like like saying anything for sure right now would be would be lunacy. Well, well,
2: let's let's clarify this because uh, is it going to be two hubs as we've heard over the last twenty four hours, or is it going to be four hubs?
1: Uh, That is still up for debate. um, For sure, Um, I think the two hubs makes sense. Yes, it makes a lot more. Then the
2: Rangers thing is inconsequential because they'll be in the same hub as everybody else in the Eastern Conference.
1: Right. Well, the Rangers wouldn't come into this come into play if in certain if it was done by winning percentage i was told so well
3: no, that's fine well, I mean, that's the way it is well if it goes by top six per division and when they wouldn't factor in either right, right? That's top top, seven. Top six by division so the um the way
1: i was told it would work is top six teams based on winning percentage in each division would play the would play around robin um everybody playing everybody yeah. five everybody
3: that was I, what we heard yesterday. That's the three or five I heard, is, you know, seemed to be sent out yesterday. The first, yeah, first you have
1: the first you have the no, first so your sound
2: set, is breaking up. After.
1: My sound is breaking up. Um, not
2: for me. No,
1: not for okay. me. First off,
2: yeah, it was, it was, it was
1: okay. First off, every, okay, go ahead. Every team would play everybody. So every, so all six teams would have five games. Um, those, if the, 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 the results of those games would determine the two teams that would get a bye. So there was, so basically it doesn't matter if where you finished in first or sixth. Essentially, you're in the same boat. If you can win the five games, you get in the buy in the first round. You know that's what's going to happen. Which
2: if, is which? You know what that is? That's making up for the regular season right there. Right. Those those round robin games are pro, are content to make up for the the last. 12 to 14 games of the regular season they give
1: you content they also but i think the more the more what they're looking at is they give these they give every team five games to get into playoff form i mean that's like essentially mm-hmm. which is which is right which makes sense you know like that's teams would rather like we talked about the first two teams in the division just based on the regular season got a buy while everybody else played it out that wouldn't necessarily be an advantage to those first two teams so yeah all of these all of these teams would be um they would all play each other if two teams were tied in the round robin say two teams go three and two or whatever. If that were to happen, the, the, the tiebreaker would go back to the regular season winning percentages before right.
2: they, don't, they don't want to play any more games. Right? So,
1: so basically, so how you did in the regular season, even though there's no home ice advantage, there is an advantage to it to how you did in the regular season seeding by, by yeah. seeding in this case. And that, and that, you know, again, really there's, as long as you get through to the, as long as you become one of the four, one of the four teams not one of the six teams it's all the same you know like really that's really what it comes down to in my opinion so then after the um, after that there we go, Sorry. A- after that's set in place after you have you so now you have the the standings uh, you know based on these five games so somebody's 5-0 somebody's only five whatever then the third the top two seeds then would go away the third seed would play the sixth seed the fourth seed would play the fifth seed right. in a in best of three games in best okay. of um, that would determine then who plays the first and second seeds. Um, and that would be, again, based back to the records in their regular season, um, not the records necessarily in there. So, like, you know, basically
2: not, not, it's not the seeding. They're playing,
3: like, playing five games that don't count in the standings yet that are going to count towards people's records for the season. Right. in terms of stats, which is really weird.
0: Right, and they're not going to recede; They're
1: just I going- I wonder if they would happy. count with stats or not. I don't, I think they would be considered uh, playoff stats. They have to count as something. Count. You, know, you, can't, you can't have. You can't have like, um, no, you can't because think about it. You no,
2: they'd they have to count as playoff stats because then those yeah. points those points would count for- Yeah, I guess they'd be playoff stats, yeah. nature During the regular season.
1: It would be playoff stats, like they have to be. yeah, because otherwise a team that doesn't make this-
3: Yeah,
0: they'd
1: be playoff that's stats.
0: That's what I thought last night, the way you were saying it, but now I think about it. Yeah, I, think,
3: yeah. I think Burnside wrote a little of this yesterday which was part of what came out also on this okay which so is, see it's see it's because uh, so the question is that if you're going to go this route right mm-hmm. why not just do top 12 in each conference because they
1: still want to have like they, they, the nhl has, has always been dead set on the divisions mattering and they want the divisional playoffs like they want they want these teams playing each other um they think that there's more excitement for the flyers to be playing you know the well, flyers to be playing penguins and the flyers to be playing the Canadians, for example. Well,
2: like, let, me, they, let me let, let me let, let me ask Corinne this because yeah. in once in one scenario in a six top six in each division division scenario, the Rangers get screwed out of a playoff set, a playoff right. spot. In the uh, top twelve winning percentages, Mon, I believe Montreal gets screwed out of it. Montreal would not be in
1: right. Right, it's either now, Montreal, the Rangers, basically, one of those teams is gone.
2: I mean, actually, I, mean I want Corinne's uh, thought on this, but the thing is, it's like, I mean, to me, a team that was, what, three points out of a playoff spot, uh, as the Rangers were at the end of at the end when the season was paused and and how far Montreal was out, I, it, it makes no sense to me to have Montreal in there instead of the Rangers.
4: Oh, I agree. I think the, the Canadians have no i
1: think that this was not a not a, exactly what you would get a playoff season in montreal
4: well yeah but the thing is i mean they've got such a huge fan base that i think the league wants them in because I people will follow do. montreal and I that's, that's why not,
1: that's, I mean, but you're talking about the rangers or montreal you're talking about the two teams, the NHL hates to the, fight against, like the biggest, if, sure. If the NHL offices and you ever want to get anything out of the Rangers or anything out of Montreal, the NHL will help you with any other team in the league except for the Rangers in Montreal. I've learned this. Like, sure, the but, but teams, those are the two teams that the NHL itself is afraid to talk to. But, but Mike's
0: like, right in the sense that you are now putting this division idea head of your own playoff seating in any normal season, which then again, that they yeah. didn't tie that in very well if that's the way it works because look somebody's going to get screwed i get it yeah. but it should be teams that were very close to the playoffs now you're going to have teams that wouldn't even be close to the playoffs making it that's a little bit of a stretch
2: and i'll, I'll go so, one step so. even. i'll go yeah, one Mike, step sorry. Even further sorry jen i'll go one step even further uh the rangers had 79 points the two wild cards were at 81. Montreal was at 71 points. They were 10 points behind the wild card. Even a bigger joke than that is the friggin' Buffalo Sabers will yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah. Give me a friggin' break. Yeah,
3: that's bad. <laughs> that's a joke. That part's bad. So, and if you go just in terms of overall record, right? Teams 11 through 20 range from 78 to 81 points based upon number of games played. Minnesota has 77, and you go 74, 72, 71. As Mike said, Buffalo at 68 is 25th overall. Yeah, would make the playoff in this scenario. (laughs) Yeah. Come
1: on. The reality of this is, okay, first off, you know, anybody who is in Tampa, Boston, or Toronto should love this (laughs) because you should love these teams making the playoffs because this is, you know, you would rather have, Buffalo. You'd rather have the Buffalo in there than the Rangers or Montreal in there than the Rangers, right? So you're looking well, at situations.
2: It, it, it's almost meaningless, Zach, because you're going through a five game round Robin to determine the top two. The top two could be Buffalo and Montreal if they're hot. Yep.
1: And the other team that's getting, I mean, another team that I think is getting here that kind of people really aren't talking about, but if we were to play, if we were to play the entire season and, you know, then go to this format or whatever you know, LA would have caught Anaheim. Like they were, they were flying. Um, They were just behind, but that's, but, and that's, that's, that's unfortunate. You know, if, if this, if this virus hits one week later, LA's in probably, you know, they're just, they were,
2: the Rangers are probably in too.
1: The Rangers are probably in too.
2: At that point, I don't really care
0: because neither one of those teams to me are playoff teams anyhow. So it's yeah. like, whatever, you
2: surged at a time when there was no pressure on you. That's great. Uh, yeah, and somebody in the chat says, you know, sure. they're, I think they're half-jokingly saying, you know, come on, Mike, give Jack Eichel a chance. I have <laughs> no problem with Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel's great. It's, a, it's the other 22 guys on the friggin' roster that suck.
1: Well, no, there is a – yeah, I mean – you know, I, I know, we still have
2: the same problem where the
3: top teams are going to meet in the second round of the playoffs, which is kind of stupid in my opinion, which is what we've seen the last several years.
1: That That's that's, that's our reality anyway, right? That, that's pretty much how you, it.
3: If you're suspending it. reality already. Right, you had a chance to actually – You're going to go that direction, go in the smart direction. Right, you, you actually you could reset that. over and over. No, Jan makes a good point. You could actually
0: reset that now yeah. so you don't have the better matchups in the first few rounds and they're not even going to do that. So yeah. one
3: 12 We're well, not gonna get, not gonna get the, top, get the top not, each conference.
1: This helps the second and third teams in the Atlantic because those teams are those are two two really good teams that aren't gonna they are not gonna play each other in the first round necessarily. You know, like when you look at the way this plays out, it could be. I mean, it,
2: don't don't worry, don't worry. Toronto will lose four or five, and they'll be out anyway. Somebody will write an article,
0: it won't be me, that this will be a television ratings based playoffs because they've made sure they have the right TV markets in there for the right rounds. So even if Buffalo goes out in the first round, They'll get all the people watching then and they'll still watch because it's Buffalo. You've now added Montreal, which is a major market that you wouldn't have had before. It's all about TV. That's yeah, Buffalo,
2: Buffalo always watches when Buffalo is not involved. No, and I know. That's right. what I said. They now they're going to get them with them involved too. So
1: now they do. They very, they, they're very, they're one of the top TV markets in the U S no, Buffalo. No,
2: Corinne, let me ask you this because Montreal at the deadline, they were sellers. They sold Scandella. They sold Kovalchuk. They, they sent Kut Kinyami down to Laval. They were a team that was content to, I think, improve their draft positioning. And now all of a sudden there's a 180-degree turn, and they're all of a sudden going to be in a pl- in the playoffs. I mean, that just, it smells. It really smells.
4: Oh, yeah, I agree. It's not it's not what was meant to happen. It's not what Montreal thought was going to happen. And I'd be really surprised if Montreal campaigned in any way to get in that playoff thing. Well, I don't know about that.
1: I mean, they, I mean uh, hockey, hockey people are like, you know, the eternal optimist. This is the kind of thing where, you know, like if, if Montreal's like, oh, we got this chance, it's a new life. You'll see, you'll hear the articles will come out right away. And,
2: well, you know, actually, let me you'll yeah. it yourself
1: because you should. It's like, that, you know, this is a chance. Like, we have a chance. Though. You get in the playoffs, you have a chance. It's yeah, like, yeah who, like the who Leafs wants
2: to the
4: win like that, though? Yeah, uh,
1: this, this is like the Leafs making the game. you got to win the game, game. game, win the game, game, game to win the cup. It's like, you know, you still got to beat the best teams to do it. It's just, I mean…
2: Yeah, go ahead. This is like the Leafs making the playoffs about a decade ago. When they had no chance, it made no sense to make the playoffs. You're better off not making the playoffs. Now, what I'm interested in is if there's a 24-team playoff format, does that mean the seven non-playoff teams are the only ones that qualify for the lottery? Because if I'm Montreal yeah, – I haven't heard anything I'm, about it. Yeah, right, that's the other. Off.
0: That's the other carrot here. And the interesting thing is even though you would think that a team like Montreal would want to make the playoffs – there is no playoff revenue and and Bergevin has all these picks. He would yeah, rather 14 do better them. In, he would rather do better in the lottery. He won't tell you that, but right. he is set up for that. And exactly. that also
3: depends on how far you can move up in the lottery, right? Because it's the rumors are true. You can only slide up four slots from where you were. You're not getting into the top three or top top two potentially either.
0: Right. Right, but if he wins a playoff round, then he's going. Oh no,
3: no, right. I was yeah, saying, if, if you make the playoffs and then end up in the lottery, there's something completely
2: ridiculous with that scenario. Well, because but, but, you, but the but the you're NHL winning, you're
3: winning in both ends.
2: But the NHL right. is not going to open them open themselves up to the to the the blowback of having the lottery applicable to 15 non-playoff teams, unless, you know, the teams that get eliminated going down to 16 are also in the lottery. Maybe that's the way they do it. You know, they, they just have less of a chance. I mean, they don't have no chance to get the number one.
1: So so I mean, they let, they know very clearly here and talking to people today that they know very clearly that there is absolutely no solution that everybody's gonna be happy with. Right. There's no, there's absolutely, there's no, there's no possible solution here that everyone's gonna be like, that's great. That's perfect. Right. There's, it just doesn't exist because the, by putting these extra teams in, like you the reason that you're Buffalo and Montreal making, are making the playoffs is so Columbus, you know, can make the playoffs or, well, you know what, that Minnesota can make the playoffs, you know, and they, these are they take
3: there's 12 in each conference. Then what, well, I don't know, then, then even, even because the schedules are not skewed
1: conference-wide. Okay. Like all right. So what, they're looking at this, like they're saying, okay, the divisional schedules, it, it's not, it's not fair to do conference schedules when, you're playing, you know, a the, the Atlantic plays a different
3: schedule in the Metro. Well, no, But you haven't played the same number of games either. You have, you're have, you going to have a disparity regardless of which way you do it. But here, know, here's, here's, the, here's, the,
2: here's, the, wait, here's yeah. the breakdown, though. Teams inside your own division play each other four times, two home, two away. Teams in the other division in the conference play three times, either two home, one away, or one yeah. home, two away. How is that not a case? There, cases, there are cases schedule. where
1: teams, and teams within division right now have only played each other twice right uh, at this point you know and teams and their are
3: out of division games they played the at three they played the
0: rain. i think the penguins and flyers only met twice okay? Yeah, they only
3: there have teams a, that have only played 68 games and there are planes that have played 70 71 games you, you you don't you have a disparity regardless of which way you slice? well yeah, there is no I right don't... answer here you just have to get to the you just okay. have
1: to do a can't answer that 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 everyone that that 90 percent of the people can live with that's basically what they're trying here's to
0: here's what i don't understand not being, really it is why can't we live in a world where you know what we don't even roll back the games Winning percentage should matter. If you won, you won. When you played, you won. Teams are getting in that don't even have a good winning percentage. Winning percentage now didn't even matter this season, which is, to me, kind of crazy.
1: Wait, so but- it matters to some teams because, you know, that is no, not- the best winning percentage, Jan.
0: Teams with the best winning percentage- which teams, top 24 teams or
1: top- No, probably, it really uh, top be 16. Teams, but they're gonna do
0: 24. So it should be the top 24 teams winning percentage. It shouldn't matter divisions because you are now, with weaker divisions come weaker schedule, weaker opponents, and you have now you have paved the way for lesser clubs to win the Stanley Cup which
2: I don't think you should do. And the Atlantic Division had the two worst records in hockey. Detroit right which you know i i questioned the way right. the team that they put out was was even in the nhl it was more of an ahl team I, and I know. know
4: they beat montreal four times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did
2: yeah, they did and you uh, and yet
1: montreal's you know, making Toronto the playoffs in the metro division they're probably not even a playoff team so i mean <laughs> wow, the, reality wow. the, reality is, the reality is that they pick up all those points you know by beating up those teams in the in the atlantic yeah you
2: know? i mean so look
0: i'll be happy that it's back but sabers I hope it's better than this. But at, talking about the hubs, I, I did a little research yeah. after I saw Bob McKenzie's post because he said Vegas could be a place and maybe they put them all up in one place. And and it dawned on me. I had stayed in the Orleans in Vegas, and it has a rink in it. They just don't use it for a hockey rink anymore, but the Wranglers played there. They use it for, I think it looked like roller derby now and other events. But they could easily put down an ice sheet there, make that the practice rink, and have everybody stay in this hotel because they have 2,000 rooms. They probably don't sell out. They're off the, the main strip if I remember exactly where they are and that could keep them isolated. They could pretty much have their own NHL hotel. I bet if they made, if they paid the right price and you know what, that would keep the players safe too, because then they all have to do is get from there to the rink for like the next month. And I think that's a good way to go. Now, the other hub is the one where it would be a little less contained. Cause let's say it's Toronto. You know, I don't think you could buy out a hotel in Toronto because their business, when, when business picks up again in Toronto, most of their hotels will be sold out, so they will have to stay probably in multiple places. But still, I think for the Vegas reason that it, it does work out.
4: But, but I using think the Vegas Canadian everything. theme as a hub, though, it's it's quite hard because we've got travel restrictions right now. And right when now, it comes in has got to be, be quarantined for fourteen days. Right. Yeah, there, there's there's
2: I, I I did hear. um I know that officials in Ontario were basically saying that the fourteen day uh, quarantine may drop off within the next few weeks. And it obviously could drop off completely if we talk about July when, you know, cause most, most likely this is not going to start until, until the, I'd say first or second week of July. And if teams are going into training camps at their each individual place, then yeah. they will not have to worry about the quarantine until you get closer to right. uh, July. So it might be a factor, it might not be a factor. I mean, if if you would have told me that uh, 24 hours ago that uh, Andrew Cuomo would be opening up sports or possibly opening up sports in New York state where a great majority of the 90,000 people who have died of COVID-19 have happened, I would have said you're you're smoking something, but it it happened today. So anything is possible right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's for sure. And I think that, I mean, we have to, you know like just like you know and we're not going to get into the 32 team 31 team, but just like in that you have to we have to accept the fact that there are going to be issues with this and yes some bad teams will have a chance here um they if they, and if they can be if those if those good teams choke then the good teams choke you know that's that's, that's really how it comes out to. i don't think good teams should be should be like said oh you know we don't want to be you don't want to choke to buffalo like toronto, if toronto <laughs> if of losing to buffalo in the first round or whatever but i think if you lose- if buffalo the first round then you don't deserve anything it doesn't matter i mean that's how I see it, right? I mean,
0: I, th- I, I don't see it that clearly because anything could happen in a short time frame that you could count as an anomaly. All of a sudden, let's say Jack Eichel scoring a hat trick a game where he wasn't doing that during the regular season. Anything like that could happen, so right. I don't say that. Because again, they've had months of film study. You don't know how teams have maybe advanced. Yeah, isn't that the way. magic
1: of the playoffs? I mean, isn't that what we
0: want? I mean, don't we want to but see? This isn't really the playoffs, act. This is just advancing to the playoffs. So it's, this not, is, this, it's not. This is not the same attrition. It's right, not, What
2: this is is a mechanism to prevent the teams that were a point or two out of the playoffs from getting right. screwed and it's a faulty mechanism because you're screwing a a team that was two points right. out of the playoffs. I mean, remember everybody's healthy now. There's no attrition factor right. making
0: it to these playoffs.
3: And you that's know, the kind team of why I'm be... proposing. If you go top 12, at least you have a you have a level set as opposed to the manner in which we're doing it now. I understand the NHL's desire to keep the divisions intact, yeah. but why bother going in that direction? admit that this is an aberration of a year right. take the top 12 and then seed them accordingly once you get past that first round you can then avoid those 2 3 matchups we've had in the past where we've eliminated teams that you'd rather see in a conference final as opposed to in a semi-final of a division
1: yeah i did get a text now that said that it is possible that buffalo that the rangers could replace buffalo in that division that, that I, is, I would
2: i would hope so because I guess, but I, I don't I'm not, not so sure
1: too again you know these things have been discussed i don't know it would be right. interesting if that were to happen how that would change the dynamic yeah. of that I mean, just based it's, it's on it, record
2: if you're going if you're going to go with the, if you're going to go with the theory that the nhl wants the biggest markets in this and that would be just justification for montreal being in and chicago being in then how can you make an excuse for new york it's the biggest market i
1: mean yeah, I really to to be. go green green go ahead.
4: sorry
1: Did, oh, oh. Yeah, i thought you said something green sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, no, um, that you don't, I mean, Buffalo still is a big market. I mean, you barely win Carolina out there.
2: Well, I mean, okay. I'm not saying- yeah, in
1: the NHL, that's, you know, uh, I don't mean that here in Carolina. I'm,
2: I'm from part. here, rack Buffalo is a big hockey market, but in terms yeah. of TV ratings and things of that nature, it's, I think, 58th in terms of the television market in the United States. If the team was deserving of a playoff spot, I would be arguing in favor. of it. They are not. They are. They were one of the worst in teams after uh, after the uh, the month of October. They do not deserve to be in the playoffs. Neither does the Montreal Canadiens. But if you're going to expand to twenty four teams, and then you know. Hey, Michael,
3: Right. But if you're doing that, then you need to balance it offset against what the draft is going to look like because then you're double dipping. Right. You can't right. you can't benefit somebody on both ends of the equation. Pick one or the other. If you're including them in the playoffs, but based on the way you're seeding, then, then it should be those seven teams, regardless of the <coughs> records of some of them, should be the ones that are potentially in the lottery. And that's probably unfair to some teams because you're gonna look at teams with winning records that missed out of the playoffs that some are gonna benefit from having a high lottery pick.
2: Corinne, if you if if you if if Gary Bettman went to Mark Bergevin and said, "Okay, I'll give you the choice. Well, it'll never get out. Do you want to make a 2014 playoff, or do you want a top five draft pick?"
4: What do I you think, think he was he was planning for the future. He was he was planning for a top five draft pick. That's what yep. he would want. That's what right. the fan base would want. That's what yep. everyone would want. I mean, what are they going to do right now? Say that they hold the draft in June before this whole thing wraps up and you can't even make trades at the draft this is just going to be a nightmare for bergevin his 14 picks what is he going to do with all those picks he's already got prospects that he can't sign because he's not got enough I mean,
0: he can move up a little bit that's about all he can do and you know what he'll just have to make the picks there have been teams that have made 10 or 12 picks in the modern era you just do it
4: well yeah but he's done it like for last year he had a lot of picks the one before as well it's just yeah he, he needs to get help for now, not for the future because he's yeah. saying time and time again that Canadians always want to get in the playoffs. Well, to do that, you need more than prospects. You need right. people who are going to help you now. The, now can,
2: the, the, Canadians, the Canadians this year have their own first, three seconds, two thirds, three fourths, two fifths, a sixth, and two sevenths. Too much. <laughs> a I mean, and a partridge so, and a pair trade. So could you give
1: know, up a big deal that
2: if they have if they have the say they have the eighth pick, say they the, they have the eighth pick. If they tr- package two second round picks, I don't think they could get higher than maybe sixth. Maybe no, sixth. I don't
0: think either. But I think the way you do it is if you get package two second round picks and you find a team. That's drafting between twenty-five and thirty-one that doesn't really love what's on the board, right. they'll probably take the seconds. With as far as the sevens, you know what'll end up happening as the draft goes on, he'll end up making trades right. to defer to the next year's draft yeah. with somebody that wants a pick because somebody is on the board or somebody else needs a Caden Primo type if you get Tor- what I mean. Toronto you and
2: know. St. Louis always do that. <laughs> I'm gonna with the twenty twenty. Sorry, Corinne.
1: We all know about that one. I'm <laughs> so, uh, gonna uh, what you can get. So what I did after this was I said, okay, you know, so let's say we're going to go with these additional things for a second and let's see who has played well within their division this year. Like I thought that would be fun to go through because, you know, okay. if, you're gonna, if the first two rounds, like, because after the best of three, by the way, the last three rounds of the playoffs will all be best of sevens. Um, so that's how this, you know, so that's basically, you, know, you have three rounds of the playoffs. So who plays, you know, who has played well and I was starting in the Atlantic division for a second, you know, um, it's, it's fascinating how, I mean, Tampa's, I I like to use the term true 500, so we're going to do that. You know, like a team that's I want to know how many games more games they won than lost. That's something right. I, I, when I look at standings. It Not makes, an NHL 500. Makes me makes me. I want to know who won, who lost. Okay, right. So Tampa, um, Tampa's 18 and six in the Atlantic. That's true. That's true. I'm just counting true things. So they are. That's a team that's you know. Look at that. Like 12 games over true 500. They are by far, by far, um, the best divisional record of anybody in this thing like so as far as when you know if you have these house plays out that's just that's a crazy thing to be 12 games over 500
2: and that's a team that's slept through the
1: first two months right of season. right they are um, after that, um boston is uh 14 and nine so that, that's five they're five games over true 500 um and then you have toronto and florida basically the same Toronto's 12 8 and 2 so they're 12, they're 12 and 12 and 10 11 and florida's 11 and 10. um and uh Buffalo 10 and 14, Montreal nine and 15. Okay, so Montreal would be the sixth team in that in that situation. Um, so, you know, that definitely skews towards um, the top three teams and in, in, in Florida. I mean, the, those teams were by far better. I mean, that's a weird division because you have these really terrible teams also in that division beyond this. Um, and, you know, Buffalo and Montreal aren't great teams. So you have <laughs> even below that. Um, yeah. But then when you get to the Metro division, it gets kind of interesting because um, the Metro Philly is the best team in, in there. They're 16 and eight. So they're eight games over 500. The second best team, you guys want to guess who it is?
2: Columbus. Nope, it would be the no, New nearest-
0: York. Columbus. Um, and it's not the Devils. I mean. Oh, Devils
1: aren't in this, so I'm talking top Islanders? six. Oh, top six, sorry. I'll go Penguins, why not? That would be the Islanders, is the Islanders, Islanders, yeah. Islanders, um, 11 and 11. All right, so no other team in these top six. Is above five hundred. It's the great
2: their, thing of Thomas Greiss
1: against their Metro. So the Penguins are eight and nine. Um, the Blue Jackets are ten and twelve. The Capitals are eleven and fourteen.
0: Yeah, the Caps were not going doing good in division. I think I think the Flyers in this scenario only playing the Penguins twice helps their cause.
1: Yeah, and um, and then Carolina was eight and thirteen. The crazy thing that would make Jan angry, where he's still here, is the Rangers were were uh, fourteen and eight. So the Rangers actually in the division were would be the second best team record wise against the division. Um, they were, and and the Rangers were pretty good against. If you were to put them in the Atlantic, they're pretty good against the Atlantic too. They definitely made, would make the Atlantic division better, obviously, by putting them into the Atlantic for this thing. Um, but you know they they are. Uh, I mean, they have reasons to be upset for sure. No questions about it. Um, so the Central Division is kind of interesting too. The Central Division is the Blues. Um, if you know, like you'd expect, at fifteen and nine, so they're six over. Yeah. Um, But then who do you think?
0: I'm not guessing anymore.
1: All right. That's fine. I'll tell you. (laughs) You want to play along?
0: I boycott.
1: (laughs) Nashville's 12 and 8. And those are the only two teams that are over 500, true 500 in the Central Division.
0: But Nashville, like, that's the only thing they were good at
1: this year. Right. they right. weren't very good. Well, no, right.
2: I mean UC Saros was good at letting in top shelf goals. Nashville
1: historically has been good against their division. Right?
2: Oh, you, well, honestly, Mike
0: Saros was saving their season because re, when Renee was off the rail, Saros actually
2: had well, a. Well, right, but, but early in the season game. he was getting beaten up yeah, high. And he was getting torched. Yeah. Colorado ten and
1: ten, Dallas twelve and twelve. Um, it shows you how like teams still have divisional games left and don't teams do divisional games. But right. ten and 10, twelve and twelve, um, Winnipeg um, eleven and eleven. <laughs>
0: That's surprising. Then, I thought they'd be worse.
1: Yeah. And then Minnesota I think was the reason. Yeah. Minnesota eight and 11. So, I mean, there's no one more than three. It's it's a tight, it's a tight division. As you can expect, they play each other tough. Yeah. And that will be a hell of a hell of a um, round robin. I mean, they will really. Yeah, be
0: that's good. where you're going to see like the upset that because Minnesota is fully capable of beating any of those teams, yeah. even though they weren't playing the same level during the regular season, maybe late they were, but that's where you could see an upset for sure.
4: Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, But this is all the regular season, though. Anything can happen in this 2014 game.
0: Honestly, even though they know they're playing for the Stanley Cup, we're not going to see playoff intensity for even maybe not even until three or four games into the playoffs simply because the players won't be at that level yet.
4: And I know they won't be, but everyone's going to be rested. Everyone's going to have their injuries back.
0: They won't be playing to the level that they normally would be playing at
1: early in the playoffs so my prediction is this russ i kind of disagree i agree and i'll tell you why i think the first two games out you're gonna see crazy good hockey like you're going just because because of the energy because the pent-up frustration because of all this like that typical thing that happens when a player gets traded or something like that you uh-huh. get that initial adrenaline burst that's just like you know they're going to just be so happy to be playing hockey games that they will see and then you will see and in, in the round robin of like five games Two, three, four games. Three and four. You know, depending on how it plays out, too. Like, say if you know if you win your first two games, you know you're pretty much going to go through in the round robin. Wow. Like, pretty much. So, like that—that that could change how you how know, uh, you play
2: that. I think the early games will be—they're uh, obviously consequential, but they will be sloppy because these guys. I mean, I now granted, they're going to be playing in a training camp for a couple weeks, so they'll be able to get back to a certain level. But I think it'll—I think it'll be sloppy uh and not disorganized but just like putt bouncing pucks i mean first of all if they're playing in one hub the the ice is going to end up being terrible so i mean that that's another that's that, that's got to be another concern for the league yeah. but uh i did, i just looked at it though if it's top six in each division chicago is out yeah chicago's out so so but montreal would be in and in <laughs> Anaheim, Anaheim yes.
4: would be in. in Mike Riddy has a problem with Montreal. <laughs> Ana, I mean, Anaheim getting in is bad.
2: It is, and
1: well, let's go to actually, the Pacific. For a second. Yeah, we'll finish with the Pacific, and then we can move on. So it's like, so the Vegas Golden Knights, the best team against their division, fifteen and eight, um, which is kind of to be expected, right? They they definitely play well. So there are seven games over.
0: Well, and they have a great goalie tandem now that they never really had a chance to experience.
1: True, true. <laughs> best team against the division, Vancouver, eleven and nine. Um, Calgary thirteen and eleven, uh, then Arizona eleven and twelve, then Edmonton eleven and thirteen, then Anaheim nine and twelve. So the, these teams are—I mean, even in there, no one's really getting blown out. Those—it's still the, the Anaheim plays well against their division. I
0: the, do you want to say I've just seen Vegas odds. They've got over under uh, Zach Bogosian playing five games. That's what the over under is <laughs> before he gets injured again. There you go yeah
2: so the, the the teams the teams that'll be big surprises i mean think of this tampa bay lost stamkos he'll be healthy columbus lost half their team including seth jones uh and uh and cam atkinson they'll all be back hi hi uh panda uh and uh and colorado gets back ranting um uh, I mean, they they had lost like three or four players. All those guys will be healthy. So yeah, all right. The so here's team. I'm going to pose
0: the hardest question to Eck, and that's, this is truly going to be the hardest question I could ask you. Thank you. So, much. so the NHL comes back. Is Nolan Patrick there for practice? I'm going to still say no. No, he better not be.
1: I'd be he better not be. That's all I could think.
0: But what do you think? Do you think he's going to be there, or do you think he's not going to be there?
1: Um. I think he will. For practice, he might. Okay. I do, think, you think uh, he's gonna, do you think he's going to play for this new season? No, I don't think he's going to play in this tournament. Yeah. See, I don't either. I don't either. But I think he could. I think he could practice with the team. Yeah. I think. He I think mean, they just might want to get him around the team again. You know, depending on right. How he,
0: That's possible.
1: But I don't think. I don't think they would play him in this situation. Uh, you know, and I don't. You know, I. I doubt they would. At least I would hope they wouldn't. I mean, they really just legitimately need to. Give I mean, it. I
0: think three players are going to retire. <clears throat> the minute the season ends, I think Lundquist, Justin Williams has already said it, and I think Thornton are all going to retire after this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the Sharks don't get in it, so Thornton um, can retire anytime. Then I guess add,
2: add Ryan Miller to that list because it, I, I read something where you know he basically said um, that depending on you know interest from teams in Southern California or how long this lasts, that this might be it for him. Well, you think um, about it. The
0: other thing is. <clears throat>
2: If, pretty well
0: if you're an older player and you're playing and you're getting another shot at the playoffs your worst scenario is is coming back in 54 days to do yeah. it all over again yeah. that is
2: a bad scenario for an older player
1: it is it is now, I mean, did
2: you did did you hear anything more on the on the draft scenario
1: no no i mean just that's that it doesn't look like it's going to be in june it's all yeah, that I mean, if
2: they're going with this scenario it won't
0: be in june
1: it won't be yeah. in june they're um they would they because and like we said before they wanted to give um teams 30 days warning on it and uh right. might, you're running it right now you're at you're on may you know 19th it is or whatever it is yes yeah, so you're looking at um
2: yeah you're looking you're looking at possibly the draft being at the same time as it was supposed to be before all this happened true, but, what, what, Karim, Yeah. We're, what, we're, what i wanted to ask you is because you know russ and i and uh a few others were going to be headed to montreal for the draft yeah. and it's a sort of a bummer because I've never been to Montreal. Um, is the is the speculation there that it's going to be back there either next year or 22? Because that's what we've heard.
4: It's, it's all quiet on that front right now. I think we, we don't hear a lot coming out of Montreal about hockey right now because Montreal is kind of a ground zero of COVID in canada so yeah yeah. That's, yeah that's what's on the news montreal is just a phenomenon of its own right now which yeah with yeah. lots of cases
2: low, low low down on the list of priorities uh, yeah. understandably <laughs>
4: yeah. i mean i
1: think that that's kind of what i've heard um you know at least from the nhl i think that there is there are some desires to have it in vegas i think that's where they were going to go um next but well, that was it
4: yeah well, no, I'm going to talk be, that it could be in yeah. uh, Seattle as well.
2: Yeah, I, I don't We're think they're going to move away from that. Seattle mm-hmm. is a hot zone, too. <clears throat> right.
1: Okay,
0: yeah. So yeah. there's no point in planning that for the next year there. And mm-hmm. construction was slowed
2: on the build at the, right. uh, on the building. I, think if I did ask somebody, is
1: it possible that this this pushed that back a year, like Vegas, like Seattle's entrance? And then this, I, I could see that happening. but It is possible. And
2: um, they would
0: have another year to wait on the name, too yeah right <laughs> they're like, still
1: don't know where they're i know
0: <laughs> like come on
1: i know they're the seattle tbds we'll call them like it's unbelievable how long <laughs> this has taken oh i know no it. Uh, it's McCracken i mean I, I guess i guess the funny thing is like i would think that during the pandemic there will be fun news to get out to everybody like let's just put it out there sure. like, yes um, you know or so oh man, mean,
0: on Twitter for the day every news agency would talk about it with a lack of news it, it would definitely get more press now than it would if it'd have announced it with the
1: season going yeah and maybe and maybe even like they could sell some stuff too like I mean I think that people would be willing to like maybe it'd be fun to get a jersey or a hat or something you know like I remember when when Vegas announced their name and I was walking in Ocean State New Jersey on the boardwalk um, amongst people back when that was allowed and um you know, I saw a Vegas Golden Knights hat for the first time. I'm like, I bought it right on the spot. I'm like, that's cool. You know, it's like the first that's uh, the first time I had seen the new logo on an NHL thing, you know. No, I but think, that...
0: think about this, Zach. If let's say they were gonna do it this Friday, right? Right. And let's say the name were the Bigfoot, like you wanted, you could literally put a guy in a costume. <laughs> yeah,
1: Sasquatch. You,
0: Sasquatch. Sasquatch, sorry. You could put a guy in a costume in the woods, you could film him. He could literally walk out of the woods with your new logo of your new jersey on. And you don't tell me, t- don't tell me that wouldn't be everywhere. Like Not everyone
1: would be everywhere rest, but you're naming the project that my son and I did this past weekend, pretty much. <laughs> um, went to the Poconos, I wore the uh, Chewbacca costume, ran yeah. around in the woods, and uh, you we know, had just tried to scare people who were you know hiking. But yeah,
2: that, that's- did, did, like, did, did hunters chase you wearing uh, <laughs> orange no, we hair?
1: We actually did do this. Um, That's funny,
0: but just think about it. I mean, as a (laughs) as a publicity stunt, we get a lot of promotion.
1: No, I think so. They could have no. That's yeah. There's so much they could do here. I think the feeling, the NHL right now, all NHL news is about what we're going to hear. Hopefully today, like that's – Like any, I think they don't want to. They don't want to step on that at all. Right. So they're gonna they're gonna let that. We're gonna
0: hear about the good news before we hear about the bad news. Is what you're telling me. Well, what, because you think the team will be named? no, not not Seattle, you know, the the Coyotes. We're definitely not going to hear about about bad news right now.
2: Think Uh, think of it this way, Russ. If they they delayed the draft, if the draft is after the playoffs, then they don't have to open up the can of whoop-ass on the Coyotes until September because they just have to do it before the draft.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it depends, Mike. I mean, if you're going to potentially suspend your, your GM, are you going to do it for the following season and then not this season even though it occurred before this season like that's the slippery slope we're on now sure,
2: sure but the implications of of his malfeasance affects next season doesn't really affect this season because it's for the draft class of the upcoming draft you could say it that way
1: true 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 true.
4: okay
1: yeah, so um so so let's let's put let's put let's put the first round matchup um you know the first, the first game of this uh, this thing you know the round robin montreal versus toronto they got us because you always start with that right like that's how seasons always start that's how the no, yeah. i
4: rather have montreal and boston right right <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> you always, fun. right they always start with that somehow uh, At least
0: this is a series toronto can win
1: did you say
4: series toronto and win i, I didn't even hear I, that come on russ no, the, the the problem
2: is this will be the first. will be the first time that the Leafs and the Canadians have played since 1979, and there won't be any fans in the stands to see it. Um, the question is, Corinne, will they start Charlie Lindgren in that game?
4: <laughs> no chance. You, um, the one good thing in this scenario for Montreal, do you know what it is? I've got a friend at work who's a fan of Boston. He says that if uh, the playoffs were in October, Montreal would always win because they always start really strong. <laughs> so now after two months off, all uh, all better off. I mean, Karen, they, anything should, can they, happen.
2: they should re-sign Brian Savage. He was like the best player in October in the history of the NHL. He yeah, led, no. he led, I think he led the NHL in goals in October, like three straight years. He always had a Friggin' ridiculous October and then you disappear the rest Where of are you Steve Penny come on come on let me bring it out
4: well I saw him at the peewee tournament Savage and he's still in shape so yeah that might that's, be worth there it there you go sign good him point. up
1: excellent excellent you did see him at a peewee tournament up there
4: yeah I did I did, I did an interview with him that's fine
1: <laughs>
2: I'm sure you could
4: burn Martin Morinson.
1: That's, that's awesome that's very good I mean I think listen I mean as much as we hate this stuff and I say like like you know that we're gonna if I said that next week this was going to start with Montreal and Toronto and television, I would be fired up. I'm just saying, it's just like, we oh, can yeah. sit there and say, you know, that this is not no, fair. I'm going to watch it. And I'm, I think Toronto Montreal, I fans, and Leaf fans wouldn't be fired up. They would all be like, listen, the pla- everything is a clean slate. You know, the great thing about this. It's like, it's a crazy thing, but.
0: I think Toronto would win and Mike would bitch about how they won. <laughs> <laughs> all, of
1: all of this is.
4: I think carrier price would be rested, so anything can happen.
1: I mean, that's the deal, right? I mean, like, goaltending, give Montreal the check mark there. You know, like, I mean, and it's just, like, through that. Through, through, yeah, and
0: that's one check mark among many minuses.
1: I know, but I'm saying that's a big check it's mark. It's a big that's, check mark. Yeah. That's a big, freaking check mark. And in these shortened situations like this, that could be big. I mean, it, like you said, somebody can get hot. And I know that that sucks because, you know, they didn't deserve to be there. But it, at the end of the day, it doesn't suck. It's mm-hmm. that playoffs are all about. That's just what
2: all about. Montreal will move Carl Alzner up to the wing. He's a scoring threat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think you could have all kinds of possibilities going on here. I mean, it's going to be well,
0: fun. I mean, with a 50-man roster, if they felt like it, they could put Cole Caulfield on the lineup just to see. Well, they didn't yeah. sign him. Well, no, it, he's not it, signed it, yet. He's not yeah, signed I, they didn't sign him. That's true.
2: And the contracts are not going to be good for the next No, season. no. He signs now would
0: be for next year. So, yeah, no. you're right. That
2: dream's over.
1: That dream's over. There's something on that too. Let me see so the roster thing. I'm just to pull it up on my notes because I forgot to write that in my article. They realized, um, there's something about that. Um, but yeah, I think the roster, I guess it would, I, I'm not sure if it's 50 or there's a number that I had. It's probably.
2: I would say probably it's gotta be
1: 35. Yeah. Something like that.
2: It would probably be something like, cause 20 well, they might let it go 50 to camp
0: and then cut it down.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, all I can tell you is this: I know that last week, um, when the Leafs held some conference calls, they said that they interviewed some players for season-ending um, uh, interviews, and the players that they had as part of what they thought would be a ta- taxi squad, they did. They held off on that. They, it didn't sound like they it, they didn't interview a great deal of their players. So I'm I'm thinking it's going to be closer to 30 or 35 than it is 50.
1: I do too. I was thinking thirty-five. I think that's the number I had. I'm trying to find my notes, but that was thirty-five. Um, well, the
4: more people you bring, the more risk there is. So of course right. the roster. Yeah, that's is true too.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I know we talked about the hotel, like the hotel, hotel situations like the flamingo in Vegas. You were saying? Mm-hmm. Oh no, the Orleans, the Orleans. The Orleans. Okay. I mean, I think don't you think they can pretty much put them in any hotel in Vegas and get them back? In yeah,
0: place? but you know what? They have a practice rink mm-hmm. right there. Like literally, the guys could they could all schedule ice time in the place that they're staying and never have to leave the place. True. True, that's, true, true, that's, true. that's the advantage to that place. Yeah. True.
1: True. true. Good point.
2: And huh? it, tomorrow, I think you know
0: that. A lot of other, they don't sell out.
1: Yeah. 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 That's true. Tomorrow we're going to have, um, I'm going to ask Green while, while she's here because of that tomorrow I wanted to talk about the blog I put up on, uh, Sunday, I guess it was Saturday or Sunday. Um, that, um, I had a lot of, a lot of feedback on, and that was the uh, name of player whose number should be retired, but isn't. And I think that this is, um, it's always a fun debate, always a fun topic, mm. but, um, Montreal does retire a lot of numbers, Green. But uh, (laughs) can you think of anybody that should be retired in your mind that isn't?
4: Uh, It's hard to say. I mean, when Markov retired not long ago, a lot of people were like, oh, he needs to have his number retired. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, he played nearly a thousand games, but he didn't win the Stanley Cup. And I think when you've got so many numbers in the rafters, that's that's the thing you need. You need Stanley Cups, otherwise you're not going up there. And I would even say the same applies to Carey Price for me.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. he
4: might be the, the winningest goalie in the history of the franchise, but if he doesn't bring Cup to Montreal, wow. he's, he's not Patrick Roy.
1: That's interesting. So, I like that. That's a good guy, that's a good blog. That's a nice controversial thing. I mean, so what were your feelings when they put Carey Price on the all time
4: team on TSN? I was annoyed. <laughs> I did a blog about that. I really did, because you can't you can't put Price there, leave Patrick Roy out, and put sure. Ken Dryden. Okay, yeah, Dryden was great. Yeah. But he played with such a great team and he did it for not so long, neither did he. Yeah. Yes, he had a great yeah. career, but he played like what 10 years. Yeah,
2: you're, you're gonna offend somebody because it's like they have Jacques Plant, they have right. Lois, they have Price, they you know, it's like there's you're gonna leave out somebody, but I that that's why I had a problem with TSN's thing because they had uh, you, you had to have one current player on that. Yeah,
4: that was ridiculous. Let's face the facts, Montreal yeah. doesn't have. Someone who's relevant in that sense right now. Yeah, right. Just Shea, leave, Weber would,
2: Shea Weber would probably be a seventh defenseman behind, you know, Doug Harvey, Laporte, <laughs> yeah. Savard, Robinson, Chelio. I mean, it's just you know, come on.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So, um, the same. Right I now, just she- want to say this because Mike casually said Plant. I wanted to make sure the number I counted it up. He he has seven Vezinas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, Bill Dernan was a phenomenal goaltender, too.
0: But he doesn't have seven Veznas. He
2: doesn't have seven Veznas, no. He but he won four, Stanley, four <laughs> or five Stanley Cups. Yeah. Um, the Sabres have seven retired numbers. The French yeah. connection, Horton, LaFontaine, Gare, and Hasek. Off the top of my head, I would say maybe Jim Schoenfeld, maybe McGillney, But they've pretty much – I mean, they pretty much McGilney, have – McGillney had great years in Buffalo, but maybe not enough, maybe not long enough. Schoenfeld was there from 72 to 80. So, you know, that's, and he was their captain for a little while, I believe. Gare was their captain when uh, they both got. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. no. I always wondered, Mike, about that. It's interesting that you bring up Markov, who was number 79. 79, yeah. 79, right? Or you bring up, you know, um, McGillney was 89. 89. I always wonder if teams like find it easier to retire numbers like that, you know, like, because it's just the concept of like, we're retiring number four. Well,
2: that that was the whole point of not retiring, but honoring the numbers in Toronto until they got to the point where, you know, um, I mean, how many Hall of Famers need to wear 27, it was Sitler and Mahovlich, and then people like Miroslav Inachek and John Kordik were wearing it. So, I you was
1: know, creating my team for the for the for the, um, for the for the for the NHL 20 thing. There were like six number sevens on that team, Mike, like that from Toronto. Like, Toronto number seven is the number that's just like insane. That there's so many of them, yeah,
2: Horton, yeah,
1: like, seen, plans, and it just goes on and on and on. It's like. And like what McDonald? I just think that there's so many number sevens that played.
2: Yeah, there were a ton of number sevens. But yeah, no, I, I, that's why. But at a certain point, they said, "Okay, we need to honor these these players and not have anybody else wear those numbers." It's like you know, Dave Keon wore number fourteen. Uh, then Mirko Fricer and Dave Reed did. It's like you know, sorry, does <laughs> that doesn't do Dave Dave Keon Joe? Yeah. yeah, that's
1: really true. That's a really good point. So um, we'll get into more of this because we'll I'll go through some of the reader submissions tomorrow and stuff like that. But it's kind of a fun topic to talk about and think about. I mean, here's one more to
0: think about, Eck. Yeah,
1: go ahead. The Blue Jackets don't have a retired number. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, I mean, they haven't been around that long, but I guess. 5.06? Okay. I mean, that's you know, it's it's a little bit of time already.
4: Yeah, but who are they going to retire right now? Nash? Nash. Yeah, Nash.
2: Nash. They're going to retire. Rick and he's Nash. in the organization. So
4: I they- mean,
0: Florida, their only first. Player retired number is going to be Luongo. Like they have, they had only retired numbers for Bill, for Bill Torrey and for Wayne Heizenga. Like they didn't even retire player numbers before. Kind of strange. What, what,
2: what did they, what did they retire for Heizenga? Blockbuster video?
1: Yeah. But, but Bees- Luongo is going to be the first. Dan Beesbrook should have been thought about in Florida. You know, like he was such a monumental player for them. I mean, then the team went to the Stanley Cup final. I, I mean, like, like, like Karine said, like 10 years, you know, a 10 year career. But the Blue Jackets, you know, would put you like just retired like four or five years ago. So yeah. if you started yeah, right there, like
4: Rick Nash is a yeah, player. Bar- Bar- yeah, but I, I guess the 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 threshold to get in the rafters in Columbus isn't the same that it is in Montreal. Right, it's not gonna be the There's good. no one in that in those rafters. So yeah. Uh, Bart- right, yeah
0: actually, March seventh is when Luongo had his number retired. So he's the one player they've retired in Florida.
2: Barticus mm-hmm. in the chat said Oli Jokinen, and I, I would say not not for his uh shootout proficiency, but. I yep. mean, have the hurricanes retired anybody yet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Didn't yeah. they didn't they inherit the numbers yeah,
0: they're from, they're from No, But forgetting that, did they retire any of their own? Well, Francis was there with me.
2: He played for both, yeah. I'll check. I yeah, I I, know.
1: I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm assuming Justin Williams would will be retired when he leaves.
2: Yeah, but it's right, but it maybe.
1: He should be. I mean, I I think he should be. I don't know, maybe not, but it's it, it like, and like you say, the threshold is different in all different situations. You, know, you, have, you have to win a Stanley Cup, but some teams, some teams have never won a Stanley Cup, you know? So it's like, yeah. there's, um, you know, there's that, it, it, it's true. I mean, obviously with these great- I mean, with the they, Tampa's they, only got two. Right, with the original six teams, you know, it's like-, like I Carolina's
4: hope, got Wesley, Francis, and Moore.
1: Okay, Brindamore, right, right, right. Yeah. Sure. Okay, sure. You know, well, actually, so the, the Lightning only have two. Right, so they have who, they have Vinny,
0: Vinny, and then I can't even see who the second one is. I got to find out It's not St. Louis.
1: St. Louis. Should be. Should be. I mean, he's, I mean, and you you know, St. Louis and then almost Brad Richards could be considered. Him too. I mean, he was
2: like. He, he left. No, I
1: don't think Richards is retired now. No, but Marty.
0: I heard they were static because he left. Um. Yeah, they did oh. retire St. Louis. So those are the two.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Um. I mean it is, it is fascinating to me like I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the flyers should have retired number 31 you know with ellie Lindbergh, and i still think that should be the case because they've never given it out again anyway they're not, right. they're I, not I, I think it would actually make sense i if do they're not, not going to give it to carter hart you know then you're freaking retire it that's how i
4: said especially I, since philadelphia has a struggled to have any kind of goalie since right, it anyway so yeah right.
1: right. that's exactly <laughs> true and i mean
0: good, good co branding with that Come out with flyers, Swedish Fish number thirty-one. Perfect, absolutely. I mean, they, they, need, they, need, they need to have like, I mean, I've, I've, come on, I've, Mike. That's perfect branding.
1: I'm really angry at, you, know, you guys. Know my anger at not giving it to Carter Hart because any, and I'm the biggest Pelly Limerick fan in the world, but I think that yeah. should have just had it. And if you're not going to give it to if you're not going to give it to Carter Hart, you're not going to give it to anyone. So just retire it. Like that's. Mitch,
2: it. Mitch Marner wanted to wear ninety-three, and he got Doug Gilmore's posi- permission, and the Leafs would not let him wear it. Right, really. So, yeah they, yeah they they said that, they, that it was bef- just before they were going to retire the numbers so they decided you know, they didn't want him to wear it for a year um but i i don't know i mean anyway
1: i don't know that it's i don't, I don't know said? That, well said it's Funny with me like i don't i don't dislike the concept that other people can wear a number when it's retired like i don't think that that's that's the worst thing in the world like to me like uh, it's a player that's retired. It, you're honoring the player, not the number. You know, you're honoring the player. Like, you hang a player's name in the rafters. That's like to me. That's that's the thing, right? So
4: no, nah, I I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like to see so, another 33 with Montreal. It looks like the Sharks
1: one. don't even have one. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I mean, I can see you saying Green. I do. I do. I do. Well,
2: do. Marlow will be in. Probably yeah, but in the, the Sharks don't have a current retired number. Yeah. What, what, right. what number did Pat Faloone wear?
1: Seventeen.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, there should be somebody
1: at I this don't, point don't think that You would retire their number. There should be somebody, uh, yeah, but the somebody's for them are well, I mean, I mean, you know, Nolan Nolan, Nolan.
0: Yeah. yeah, Owen Nolan. I mean, it could be somebody like that, yeah, oh, Owen
1: Nolan. Oh, Nolan probably or Archer's Urbay. Um, yeah, even
0: Urbay, I think, I don't think people would knock that. Nebaka, Nebaka, Nebaka,
1: I would say Naboko's the big one, yeah. I mean, I'm
0: just surprised they don't have one,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, they have one again, they have the, that's probably an organization. I mean, look, remember that. That organization, the GM of that organization forever has been Doug Wilson, you know, and Doug Wilson is yeah. an old school guy. Like he's an old school, original six type guy. And I mean, he wasn't on the original six Blackhawks, but he's like, he's from an original yeah. place. And that, that's his deal. So he's not I'm that old. Not, I'm not yet. you right? Very good, David. In the chat room says we should, Jonathan Chichu should be retired. I agree with you. Perfect. That's great.
0: I'm just saying, it's, it is odd to me when you start looking at it, how teams either have very few or even
1: still none, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean they tend to follow cup wins. They do. That's still something that
0: there's teams that, you know, yeah. If that were the case, I mean we could go. There's a lit there's still teams that haven't won.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're right. I mean, when you look at the Kings, I mean they they have some, but they you know yeah. they have, uh before they won the Stanley Cup, they have a few of them before they won the Stanley Cup, but, but they're gonna have way more from them winning the Stanley Cup. So it's like one of those things you can see.
0: Yeah, it'll be secular, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it does go like that. Um all right, well, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Karine. Appreciate it so much. Great having you, as always. Um, And uh, and of course, Russ and Mike. Nice having you too. Um, (laughs) Your thoughts. Thank you. Remember, everybody, to stay safe out there. And remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. (gasps)